welcome back to Dealing With It, a podcast about rolling with the punches. This is a mother and son podcast. I am Trish. I'm the mom. My name is Matt and I am the son. Thank you so much for joining us today where our, our main topic will be kind of piggybacking off of last week's uh, uh, topic. The uh, imposter syndrome imposter last syndrome. week. Imposter syndrome. And this week we're going to dive a little deeper into the idea of self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why would someone do it? Uh, how are ways to not do it? Right. More common than you thought. Even researching this, I was like, oh, this actually really, really resonates. I I took our, our topic even a little further. Yeah. Ooh. Do you know the origins of the word sabotage? No, I don't. Oh. Okay. We'll, we'll keep listening to find Just out. Just saying. But the old bo- school teacher's coming through. <laughs> the history lesson. I love that. I love that. <laughs> um, but before that, we have, uh, let's talk about our goals from last right? week. I'm sitting here feeling really i'm feeling really strong here today yeah today i'm having i've my week um i i my goal was to go to the garth brooks concert and have a great time yeah worrying in a way like if it doesn't live up to my imagined wonderfulness will i be disappointed i went i wasn't i got to go on the friday night where he and blake shelton um sang dive bar together sat with some of the best people in the world and i just really enjoyed it and i can speak more to that later yeah yeah but also i started and finished um a book it was a james patterson murder mystery you started and finished in it? a day because you know when you're retired matt these are things you can do but all these as my or, excuse why it takes it me was, a year and a half to read a book well i'm just saying i got into it and this is the first book that I've been able to really get into a story and um, not not like a poetry book or a self-help little nuggets. Yeah, like a nice fiction book. But yeah, it was a fiction book, got into it and uh, cover to cover. And I felt so, first of all, I loved the story, but I felt really accomplished at the end of it because it's something that I, I knew I used to love to do. And it's so good to see that I still do. And I yeah. just, my, maybe it's, um, I'm, I'm, far enough into more of a, a peaceful existence with myself to be able to focus and enjoy. So I was really excited. Also, um, my work with my accountant is pretty much done. Ooh. Things are sent off. You know, my taxes have been my thing. Right. My worry, worry, worry thing. It's not done, done, but it's all out of my court and the ball is now in other folks' courts. Yeah. So I will hear back. But I think if everything is acceptable, life um, that stressor in my life is being lifted off my shoulders and I'm, I'm kind of tickled by that for sure. Oh, that sounds really nice. It sounds like it's been a good week. Yesterday, well, you know, besides the Garth Brooks concert, I, uh, um, went and saw a few, uh, live bands this week, Jesse and the Sagebrush Drifters. I think that's what it is. Sagebrush Drifters. Jesse and the Sage. Very good country Western band. Yeah. Very good. Local, um, local, I'm assuming. Yeah, yep, cool. yep, yep. All the, I saw them. I've seen them. They're out of Middleton. I saw them in, um, I think, the Middleton area one time, but they were over here in Garden City performing at a restaurant, and it was great. It really was a fun time. While I'm listening to this music, um, there was a, a woman there who was part of a, a bear group that, that some of my friends knew, and I learned um, that she, you know, had recently lost her husband. Oh, no. Um that he had been in hospice, that he had, you know. And I looked at this gal knowing the road she's traveling and where she is today. Golly, it's going to make me want to uh, mist up a little bit because 
although I'm further down the road than she is, I know the path that she'll travel. And I just pray to God she's got the support I did. Mm-hmm. But So did you just meet her at this show? And I didn't. She was just pointed out. It's not that I got to meet her and oh, talk oh, to her. Kind anything. of like an acquaintance of so, someone you yeah, knew. Yeah, but I could so recognize myself in her. And I, when a song came on, they were talking about uh, you know being alone or lonely. Which country western songs tend to do? Tend to do um, that and <laughs> yeah. and a little whiskey on the side. <laughs> but I could just see her eyes. I could see the smile, but sort of the I'm sitting here, but I'm not here yet. Right, right. Um, but here she is. She's she's getting out. It's at the beginning of her journey that way. Yeah. Um, and I just felt to a woman I didn't even get introduced to a kinship. With where she was sitting there that night. Yeah. Um, and just felt like, God, like I'm supporting you from this table. Yeah. And to me, there will always be that um, empathy. Total, I ho- oh, yeah, that's and, 100%. And maybe it's a, a hard gift to be given. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah. But in looking at that, it's just resonated with me and made me misty thinking how blessed I've been this past year. Um with with you boys, with um, the family, with my friends, with the strangers who didn't know their kindness meant the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm feeling I'm feeling strong in a, a a way that's a little painful, but still okay. Yeah. It's still okay. Totally, I I agree with with that for sure. I know for myself, having gone through this loss with dad and. You know, coming up on a year in less than a mm-hmm. less than three weeks now, about about three yeah. weeks now. Uh, it yeah, it it is a gift in that in that sense of of being able to truly feel like how hard that loss can be. You know, and I know people who have lost their parents and lost their parents even younger, you Did know, than I was yeah. and, and stuff. But like having that 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 connection, yeah. you know, is something that I do think is really powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, yeah, it's one of those things because like, well, it sucks that to feel that, but in a way it's also, it does feel like really like a gift to yeah. be able to connect with somebody on that way where you don't even have to say anything or even really introduce yourself to them. Yeah. But you can give them that love from a distance, you know? Yeah. Maybe that means something. Yeah. I think so. Well, anyway, so it's been a really, uh, it's, it's been an important week, a good week for me. Yeah. Starting off with Garth Brooks. Not yeah. a bad way to start. Yeah, for sure. My So my goal this week was to educate myself a little bit more about my uh, some of the things that my job entails. Oh, yeah. That my, my nine to five um, centers a lot around auto detailing, and it's not a world I've ever really been a part of right. before. And so I'm, I've been doing a little more customer service type stuff. And so talking to customers, and they have all these questions that I don't have answers to, you know? And so so my goal was to really kind of dive in and, and make myself a little more knowledgeable for my own sense of, of confidence when it comes to talking right. to, to, did, to people. Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, how did you go about meeting that goal? So um, they, I'll give them a shout out. The It's called the Rag Company. Uh-huh. Uh, it's microfiber towel company out of, out of here out of Boise, Idaho. Um, they have a, a YouTube channel that is really, really immersive as far as all of the products that we carry, partnerships. The guys who do it are like professional auto detailers. And so they have uh, a, a passion and a, and a well of knowledge that uh, is really helpful. So mm-hmm. watching their, their videos 
uh, was my initial plan and in going into it. And I have watched a few. I have watched a few. I still do bump up on this thing where like I'll be watching videos and I'm like, I'm not at work. I'm not going to do work stuff. <laughs> uh, but I, it is knowledgeable. But also it's the kind of the, the just firsthand experience that mm-hmm. I've actually been sort of it's kind of been giving me a rush. Yeah. Uh, you know, at work, I'll get a call and someone will be like, hey, I'm having a, a an, an issue with this thing that I bought. And I'm like, okay, I got to figure this out quick. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of fun, you know, because uh, everything's at my disposal. I can go grab the product, read it. Um, I work with a bunch of people that could, you know, answer questions. Sure. So I've been doing a little bit of outside research with the videos, but really I've just been sort of diving into to the products. Um, so it makes the work day more fun for me, which is not something I anticipated. I was really nervous when I first got this opportunity. I was really, really nervous to be like interacting with customers in a world that they care about that I'm really new to and and don't particularly have such a a passion for, you know, uh, I was intimidated for sure. And so, but I've been really enjoying that sort of rush of being like, how do I learn this as quick as possible to give them a good answer? And you had a good reason to learn it. And yeah. so you're learning something you didn't know, which in itself is cool. It is cool. It is cool. It's it's like one of those things that like I always relate it to how much I love music mm-hmm. and how I'll nerd out about different musicians mm-hmm. or different like gear yeah. and stuff. This it's that same level of uh passion that other people bring to this world mm-hmm. that I didn't know existed. So to kind of get put into it and then yeah. be like, now learn about it. I'm like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And I'm going to have a respect for people who know about car detailing. I absolutely. Because yeah. it's not simple. It's and I understand. Yeah. yeah. And I, I connected them on that, that level of feeling that level of passion yeah. about something that's a yeah. hobby or a craft or right. something. So it's been pretty that's cool. Very cool. So I, I, I didn't do as much like homework as I initially planned, but I do feel like I've learned a lot this week and I'll probably continue to learn well, and a lot. And you're seeing the benefits of uh, being better prepared for the position you already were given. Yeah. And I've been, so now it's been about a month, about a month that I've been on uh, anxiety medication. Oh yeah. Tell, tell me about that. So it's, I don't know. It's been great. I had a bit of a, a hiccup uh, maybe about a week ago, mm-hmm. a week ago or so that I had just started feeling really overwhelmed, really anxious. And I was just like, damn it, this isn't, I thought this was going to yeah. work. What's going on? And, it wasn't that it wasn't that it's not working is that my body's adjusting to these levels of like this oh, new yeah. stuff. Cause like when I first started really noticing it, I was feeling that like, it felt like an actual, like I felt my shoulders become less tense right. and yeah. it was like, Oh, this is what I've been looking for, yeah. you know? And then like, I kind of, you kind of stabilize out where it's like, this isn't, this hasn't cured me from being somebody who's prone to being anxious. Right. Um, but where because I'm you're at still now, you. Yeah. Like in a yeah. way, in a way, I don't know if I would really want to be completely exactly. void of, of anxious because I think there's some times where that makes yes. it r- really helpful. <laughs> um, but it's been really nice and it's been really like also coming into this new role in my job. It's been where I'm noticing the effects of the medication more of being like, oh, like I'm more equipped to put distance from the part of me that's really anxious and move towards that part of me that is like, how do I figure this out? Like, how do I get excited about yeah, figuring this out exactly. instead of being like, how do I get out of this? <laughs> it, yeah, good one. So it's been it's been really cool. Um, and like I had, it was oh awesome yesterday. Um, one of my my friends, actually the first person, my first roommate when I moved to Boise, an old uh, coworker from uh, this restaurant that I worked in, uh, she was in town, and so she texted me. It was like, hey, a bunch of us from the old like crew are going to uh-huh. be getting together tonight. This was yesterday, 
you know, and uh, it'd be awesome if you could come. And so I, I went down downtown to this bar and we met up with everybody. And it's like I was in the room with people that I haven't been with for probably five years in, in one place. And I was really nervous going to, sure, you know, I mean, sure. I was just like, I don't know, like, I know I've talked about it on the show before too, but that idea of feeling like guilty when, uh, you know, you haven't seen people, life happens and you yeah. kind of just don't catch up as much. And, uh, but yeah, I'm really, I should have, I should have done right. more. I should have. Yeah. yeah. And something I've been noticing that I loved is we got there. It wasn't, we, no, it wasn't weird with anybody. It was like, just, it was a great to see everyone. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. And we all just shared memories from when we worked together yeah. and caught up with each other. And it was, I, I loved it. It was, it was awesome. And it was one of those things where I'm like, I don't know if I wasn't, if I wasn't on this path of trying to stabilize my anxiety, I think I might've been like, I'm just going to hang back at home because mm-hmm. that's where my comfort lies. Yeah. And I think I do want to ask you more about your concert experience, but sure. I also think that kind of leads to more of this self-sabotage behavior exactly. of like holding ourselves back because I can control my comfort mm-hmm. zone, my comfort zone being at home with my dogs mm-hmm. and Katie, yeah. Yeah. which I love, but you know, to step out of that, and then be like, whoa, what a fantastic night I right. had catching up with these people. Yeah. You know, I could, I don't know. It's Remember, been a parallel. I, well, because uh, you brought that up about the, the Garth Brooks concert. Since the early 90s, I've been a really yeah, big Yeah, that's what I want to ask you. Garth so Brooks you are fan. like, I love Garth Brooks because, not just because his music's good, but because I have so many memories of you loving Garth Brooks. Right, and and any car trip you were on. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so, um but I remember saying last week, I'm almost nervous about going because what if? Because um, can he even meet the expectation that you have? Can he meet my have? expectation? If I leave disappointed, am I going to just be a disgruntled fan? I don't want to be a right. sad fan. Um, do you notice I'm wearing my shirt? I did, yeah. It says, blame it all on my roots. Anyway, <laughs> um, and I'm thinking about... As, as we talked about self-sabotage, it's like, wasn't I doing that? Wasn't I thinking he can never live up? He can't live up to my expectations. I'm, I won't give him the chance to fail because I love him so much, so I won't even go. Totally, yeah. And um, I'm so glad I didn't uh, yeah. do that. But, you know, we were the part of the, the group that uh, the initial concert came out. Tickets were for Saturday night. It, you know, everybody sold out, gets like on. Sold out like within an hour. Sold out 44,000. Just, yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. And, um, you know, a friend of mine and I, we were doing everything we were supposed to do. We're there online. We're there direct. Just didn't work for us. Yeah. So um, when they opened up the second one, I was already like, oh, I'm okay. I'm all right with this. You know, if I don't get to go, I'll, I'll hear about it. I'll watch some CDs. I'll, we'll have a party at my house, a Garth Brooks party. It'll yeah, be fine. Yeah. I was coming up with a plan B that would just be fine because I think I was trying to make it okay and self my self-sabotaging party. Uh-huh. And uh, so we did get these tickets and and we did go and it was just wonderful. And what if I had accepted, it must be fate, I don't get to go on, yeah. the, on the Saturday night. So, uh, you know. What if I didn't? We didn't try. What if we didn't try again for Friday? Right. I think there's a few things about that too that I, I that w- I heard about the show that I was like, I'm so glad that Mom was there yeah. because one that that Friday night that show was the very first big concert ever held at the Boise State Stadium. Yeah. yeah. So that's a part of history that you were there for. It was. But also that there had been like I read that there was a little bit of a snafu and some of the power got cut for a couple it minutes, did. but what I thought was so cool about that and seeing is like that he came back out, the crowd was so, so into it and it turned into a really special night. But yeah. it's like, I was thinking about, I was like, Oh, how many 
hundreds of maybe even thousands of, of, of stadium shows as Garth Brooks played. And then like at this show, you this guys night. got you got it kind of not mm-hmm. improvised, but one that kind of shook him. And it made, I think it just I was like, what a special kind of evening. It was because it wasn't um, it didn't go as planned. He wasn't getting his plan A either. Right. How did, um, you know, this mega star you know react and initially he didn't even know that the power had gone out because the audience was singing along with him so much yeah he didn't know that they're they were singing almost for him uh-huh. because we couldn't hear him um it was it was really uh lovely and it just made me realize that even forty four thousand people in a crowd with no central person uh-huh. to direct everything Hearts are in the right place. Yeah. People are good people. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody that I know of, no one around me, became a disgruntled fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's just your your commitment to making it a good night and his commitment to making it a good night. And it yeah. was a really good night. And I don't want to I don't want to be like, oh, fun, let's make it sad. I don't want to be like no. that. But our, I have so many memories oh, of God. growing up having Garth Brooks playing around. And so in my head, I'm like, oh, well, there's got to be memories that you and dad yeah. have as far as like, so oh, there were there any songs yes. that played that you're just like, oh, wow. Okay. The, um, where's my tissue box? <laughs> yeah. I know. I was like, oh, let's take this good the dealing, memory. The dealing with it tissue box started out full and it is now <laughs> yeah, at well, about we'll to, a third. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to bring a new tissue box. But it tell it tells me other, but other it wouldn't be a, it might. wouldn't be a good episode if uh, if I didn't get you crying. Well, so, uh, I'm just saying, do the Russell boys use these? And they <laughs> just don't, don't tell everybody when they're reaching for them. I don't know they're a booger bunch, so <laughs> it's probably like, not for the end. <laughs> um, of course, uh, any of those love songs, I, Dad and I would share. Um, but the one that I just sat back and let tears roll. Yeah. Was, um, there comes the tissues out. Um, hang on. If tomorrow never comes. Yeah. Because it's, it's, um, sung from the man's point of view as he's laying next to, to his partner there in the bed and, and, uh, just wondering. Well, well, oh, that's making sleeping. me choke up already. God Here's, damn it. <laughs> wondering if, he loved her enough for it to last if his tomorrow didn't come. And I know your dad wondered that. Yeah. If, if we knew and it was important to him and your dad was really a, a man for everyone. He knew that he would do anything for people. Totally. And so for him, to, to sing about wondering, did I do enough in my life? If if I die tonight, mm-hmm. will they know and be able to carry on without him? And I I think it's a huge question. And it's not one that I can answer right at this minute. Yeah, yeah. It's just the question itself is one that maybe we should all ask each other, you know, ourselves, yeah. not each other. Did you love me enough? Uh-huh. <laughs> not that. No, no, yeah. But maybe I need to ask myself. If tomorrow doesn't come for me, well, my kids know. Um, and it's easy to say, oh, I'm sure they would, but then. But to have that self-reflection, yeah. Yeah, that's maybe the biggest point is the reflective point, not the answer. Yeah. But just are we always thinking about the legacy we leave? So tears just rolled. And I'm 
I'm not a crier. <laughs> 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 and, but of course, the uh, would, you know, uh, the dance, of course, yeah. is a beautiful song, knowing that uh, if I had known how the dance would end, would I have mm. ever? Yeah. Uh, I can answer that in a heartbeat. Right. No doubt. Yeah. You know, there I'd was... do it again. There was a, an interview I was listening to with a... Um, it was a guy who does for like it was like for like thirty years he's done this um type of hospice that's like this um I don't know, basically hospice. Yeah. And so he's like in thirty years he's been doing this thing and the most common thing that he runs into with people in their final days and, and it, you know, the final weeks of their life is the question that honestly that they tend to ask the most mm-hmm. or, or revolve around uh did I love as much as I could and was I loved yeah. as much as I could be? Yeah. You know, did was I did I give and receive that much love right. and i really do think that's kind of like at the end of the day i think that's what i'll be asking myself whenever sure. the time is going like did i do you yeah. know is did that I, is that what i'm pull, what am i pulling out of, or what have, what have i left here well and for me and and i i got a philosophy of life early on in my life when they people say what's the meaning of life yeah i pretty much figured it out in high school and i haven't changed it so yeah i mean of my life yeah has been um to learn as much as I can and love the best that I can for as long as I can do it. Mm-hmm. Because some people really, you got to just walk away after. Right, right. <laughs> I can't yeah, do yeah. that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, boundaries are also important. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I can. Yeah. And, uh, and though that philosophy of, of, of learning and loving has um, been, you know, if you got to say, where's your compass, where's north, mm-hmm. that's mine. Um, and I think, I hope that at the end of the day, I can say, did my meaning of life, did I do what I could as long as I could to keep that going? And I hope that the answer is, I think so. I mean, I can sure think of things I regret and stuff, but if you look at the, the big pattern of my life, I th- I can't think of things that I yeah. intentionally did wrong. Totally. Uh, or off of that yeah. path. I, yeah, I could say up to this point, I have a, a similar philosophy. Yeah. 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 Well, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was, I, cause I had to wonder, I was like, I know that I'm sure that concert was a wide range of emotions, right. but a, a wonderful night. But I was able to sit and just let the tears pour. And that's a nice thing too. Because a year ago, if I had been sitting there, I would have tried to be counting the the number of lights up in the you know the stadium because I that panic could set in because I wasn't sure I could handle the tears that would come with the grief mm-hmm. I could lose control, um, so maybe I've been through enough tears now that I can know that you know or I know the song well enough to know it's not going to shock me or surprise me that it ends the same way yeah. or you know three minutes and fifty seconds from now it's over <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> right I don't know and. And I just let myself be. In that moment, I didn't sing with them. I didn't. I just absorbed it. And just it was beautiful. It and and let it cry out. Yeah, that is beautiful. Yeah. And I'm so glad you went. Me too. And you didn't self-sabotage yourself by not well, going. And I'm not sure I would have even thought about that. I would have, like, uh, as as a bad thing. Right, right. I, I love him so much. Uh-huh. I couldn't possibly po- yeah. be in the same right. stadium with 43,999 <laughs> yeah. other people. Um, yeah, because so the 
The, we don't think of it as negative when we're doing it. No, do you think? Yeah, you know I, I mean? no, that's the thing. So I always figured self sabotage to yeah, totally. I always pictured self sabotage to be this thing where it's like I'm knowingly going to ruin a good thing, uh, for whatever reason. Right. But then like it's like well, no, let, no. Let me one... give you the entomology of please, sabotage please. first because I think it did start from there. Yeah, when it comes from sabotage, it is a um, well. Currently, sabotage is used as, I'm trying to undermine the I'm system. Gonna, I'm, I'm going to betray you. I'm going yeah. to consciously go out and um, make make this not work. Yeah. But sabotage comes from the French word sabot, which is shoes. And it's the folks that wore wooden shoes, you know, clip, clop, clip, clop, clip, clop, Yeah, clop, yeah, clop, yeah. And um, the noise of the clip, clop, clip, clop could ruin music. And so... <laughs> Really? Seriously, if you were trying to play a concert and people started with their shoes, yeah. you could sabotage your really? concert. Yeah. Or there is an urban myth back from the 1800s that as the Industrial Revolution came through and factories were being built, the poorer people who were wearing the wooden shoes would in France would take their shoes off and chuck it into the um, machinery oh. to stop it. Hell that, yeah, that's uh, awesome. I know. That would be sabotage, <laughs> although it's not... Um, proven to be that that true but it is from the wooden shoes the sort that i think of as the dutch little holland yeah people. yeah yeah um yeah the the sabot is your wooden shoes and the noise it makes to sabotage but self-sabotage that's well, i think that's crazy that so sabotage i think of as such a powerful thing and it's interesting to find out that it comes from a, a minor annoyance like mm-hmm. i'm trying to listen to this music <laughs> i'm trying to listen to this accordion or whatever <laughs> that's right. and you're just clipping and clopping down the street uh but yeah, yeah yeah when i was reading the 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 definition and tell me if this is what you found too mm-hmm. when i saw for self-sabotage was behavior that creates problems in daily life and interferes with long-standing sure. goals yeah yeah and it is problems that are coming in the way of progress mm-hmm. for ourselves, um, or if it's somebody else too. I guess we can. But self sabotage is, a, I think, it ties in so well with what we talked about. You know, last week we were talking about the imposter syndrome, but we've also talked talked talketed talketed about we've talketed about um, you know the negative self yeah self talk that we do mm-hmm. almost subconsciously, um, and. And so I was very uh, happy to look at this. The and and I, when I looked as well, I think that you too. We talked. We looked into self sabotage and some of the reasons people do it. Yeah. And one of them is just that we already have a low. Some people mm-hmm. have a low self uh, self worth, a yeah. feeling of self worth. And I I know though that self sabotage has happened. I've done it. Mm-hmm. I can tell you. A thousand different times. I know you have done it. Yeah. But it's not that you were raised, maybe I'm bragging on myself, but you weren't raised to have a low self-worth. No, no. But I think there's something inherent in our humanity. So, yeah. As we look around, as we, we're always comparing ourselves by, you know, how am I alike or different from other, uh, th- and that probably goes back to our, our feelings of safety in the day. Uh, that Absolutely. looks like a panther. I'm not a panther. That looks dangerous. And, yeah. and I need to, you know, so we're always kind of com- comparing and, and contrasting how we're liking different. And but, in today's world, that is that is a really prevalent sure. thing with, with with social media. I find myself doing We're judging, it. always judging ourselves against this higher, um, we, we something we haven't attained, mm-hmm. so I must be lower. Yeah. I hope it's not 
nature and nurture else i apologize but. no 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 I, th- I think it's society i think it's yeah. around us because because self-sabotage isn't just like i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot myself in the foot on purpose it it is the minor behaviors that we have a big one procrastination <laughs> yeah i did, i was like oh okay yeah I'm, yeah I'm great at that um comfort eating is one self hello that <laughs> one's my name that's the stone <laughs> method of self-sabotage uh, yeah. uh self-medicating with drugs and sure. alcohol um and like self-harm those things yeah. um well and i know this last year, I enjoyed more than a few cocktails. Absolutely, and, absolutely. And although I've I've cut back simply because uh, my weight was going up, you know, I feel like I need to, you know, okay. And now we're getting, and maybe I'm further yeah. past that the need to 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 do the self medicating. But I I have to say, eating and drinking helped me, and I enjoyed it all thoroughly. Right, right, and. And that's where it's like moderation, I think, is key to yeah, any of I'm these things. I'm not saying I'm stopping. I know. Uh, but no, I, I do think it's like a big thing you're saying is that we're constantly comparing ourselves yeah. to others. And uh, and I, I really do think that's a big issue. I'm, I'm a total fan of, of social media in general, the idea of being able to connect to people all around the world. I know that I myself am more world like aware of the world that we live in and and the cultures around the world that we live in because i can see other people living those that life right um and i think that's huge but it also is that contrast of then being like oh but then you see these other people that like oh man 20 30 50 100 people follow this person yeah uh what are they doing how can i be more like that it does go back and i was this is from something else i would i had watched a long time ago but it goes back to that part of our uh um, society that like back in the day when, or not even back in the day, that's still in the world, but you have your leaders, you have your tribal leaders, you mm-hmm. have these people that are like, mm-hmm. okay, this is who I need to follow. This is what I need to base myself mm-hmm. off of. Uh, and through that, you know, but the downside to that obviously is w- when you s- compare yourself to somebody on social media, you're, you're comparing yourself to the, the version of them that they want you to see, Of course, you know, that, that they are sort of curating yeah. For us to, to, to kind of go. And so, but it, it totally happened. I do it. I know a lot of people who do it. Um, another reason we would self-sabotage isn't, I mean, imposter syndrome, but there's the, you know, fear of failure. Sure. Like you're saying, like, there's no way Garth can live he up to my expectations. To so why would mm-hmm. I go? Uh, fear of success. I know that's one that I always was like, what does that even mean? And it hasn't even really been until recently that I kind of get it. You know, that's like the, the further you go, I, I think about it as far as like, I don't know. Well, I, when you have a lot to lose, you the higher treasure you go, what you have more, maybe. Yeah. And, and the higher you go, the farther you have to to exactly. fall potentially. And the, the more people you could let down, all of Well, the more that public stuff. generally your failure will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know yeah. for myself, like honestly, I, I've spent the last 15, no, about 10, mm-hmm. 10 12 years playing in bands. Yeah. And I, I love it. But I think there's a there's a step that I've always been hesitant to take because I'm like, well, what if I did that? And what if it worked out? Oh, and then that would bring on this other set of challenges and all this. And I'm like, oh, that's so much that I'm not even going right. to – I'm just going to have fun and yeah. with it, which is good. I think a good way to go about it. But if it was something I truly yeah. wanted to, to take that risk and really yeah. push forward, you know, uh, and I'm not saying that that's totally out of the question still, but I mean it's just like – that's a real conversation to have with ourselves. Like, what am I really, how, like, do I want to accept the actual risks that come with really sure. trying to succeed in something? Yeah. Um, another one. Uh, well, there was or, this, um, just jumping in there. Yeah, 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 please. Um, 
what we believe about ourselves or what we just believe in general. As a, a, a teacher and a school administrator, I had so many opportunities for what I thought I knew, and then I learned more and realized, oh my goodness, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know what I thought I knew. And it's because in the area of education, research is being done all the time. There's new things coming in all the time. There are other countries that are doing things differently and in, and in some some cases showing great you know um, gains where uh, we as educators often want to go and say, how are we how is that? What could we do? What could we bring that in here? Yeah, so that's called cognitive dissonance when you go, I thought I knew. I knew I knew how to motivate kids in class, or I knew how to teach reading, reading, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh crap! Yeah. Could I have spent the last bit of my career doing something not great? Uh-huh. And then you that cognitive dissonance is where you have to say, you know, I did the best I could. I'm not going to sit down and write out a thousand apology notes to to students because I taught them to read with this method and not that method. Right, but but the willingness to say, I'm going to change it up a new way yeah, and do it and, and take the time and invest the time to, uh, to retool my, um, my toolbox, you know, yeah. uh, of my, the things I know how to do. I'm going to add to that again, because now we have new information. I need to be up. And anybody would want their kid's teacher to be that person. To be completely up to date. However, right? yeah. there are people who are so... Um, dug in, and I don't. I'm not talking about education, although it's everywhere. Oh, I actually know the the term for it. It's a. I, I believe. You're talking, I, for, uh, oh, maybe I'm misremembering. I think it's called cognitive identity disorder. Because you are so dug in, it's personal, right? It's, so to to be even presented with facts, yes, that could counteract what you believe would shatter your sense of identity. So, you can, so the bubble around you becomes your fortress, and I won't let in new information because I, if I'm not right, then I am bad. Well, and like or it, something. It, it, if if I pull off one of these little Jenga pieces to be like, right. oh, what I held sturdy, wh- what else is going to come collapsing right. down yeah. that what that so, I was wrong about? So that might be then the the teacher that when the new curriculum comes says, I'm going to put that on the bottom shelf, but I'm going to still use the stuff I've had from 25 years ago because mm-hmm. I know what I know yeah. and I know I'm not wrong. Um, or that could be the person that uh, maybe politically just doesn't doesn't uh look at like what yeah. <laughs> they just go blindly forward and i'm not talking i'm talking historically as well yeah yeah truly in, in truly. light of uh facts mm-hmm. and it, i i we I, can't change yeah for sure and so I, I think that self-sabotage may come into place because we aren't able to handle the dissonance between what our beliefs are and our values are with the um, actions now that are being required so yeah. we have to um we have to line them up, and right. often it'll come back to I kind of line up what, who I am with what I know and in spite of new knowledge. Yeah, and I can't just disregard facts because it counteracts right. what I've already yeah. gone And I, I don't into. know where else that takes place, but I have a feeling that any industry that's always continually moving forward and growing, like mm-hmm. like the education, uh, education you know, uh, groups, yeah. are faced with having to bring retool in service bring along people all the time who you're putting purposefully mm-hmm. into cognitive dissidence but you're doing it because you need them to see another way yeah and so there are people who hate 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 it when you show me something new because i don't want to 
Right. I oh, I'm and not, I, n- I, I don't want to change. Right. And like, I don't, you know, I, I promise I'm not about to get political, you know, but I, people I disagree oh, with. Matt, <laughs> uh, don't make promises you can't keep. Yeah, I mean, I always, I, I, I fight the struggle and I, I want to, because well, like, again, I, anyway, what we, what we always, and what I grew up with yeah. is this idea of empathy. Yes. And like, I'm not going to get too far off the path here, but like, I, I think there's a lot of people I'm aware of that are lacking a lot of empathy when it comes towards other people, other mm-hmm. races, other, mm-hmm. every, just any of that stuff. And I think it's because this, there's a sense of identity that has been their whole foundation, their mm-hmm. whole life that, well, no, these people are bad. These people mm-hmm. are good. These people mm-hmm. are that. And even though it's like factually, you know, this isn't correct, it would shatter that yeah. foundation. Well, okay. So you'll be proud of me because sometimes when I see an issue that I consider a problem, I try to step in and fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was walking down with my little basket, ready to get my almond milk at the store. And the kid who is shelving food at the dairy section is talking to a gentleman who's there and I'm just walking by, but the conversation was, yeah, I'm just saying, if they don't like how we do things in our country, we need to go back. Well, you know, the problem the president made was he shouldn't have called out people. For, and they're talking about a recent political issue. Yes, that I'm assuming, listener, you're aware And I of. just wanted to stop and say, anybody want another point of view? But because, because it was the young man. Yeah. The young man was saying, they should really just go back where they came from. Mm-hmm. I disagree because I, not to be political, Let's but what if political. America <laughs> were a, a, a mixing pot? Anyway, I'm just saying, what if? What if we all uh, immigrants? <laughs> what if we said, bring me your tired and your poor? Oh, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. But um, I think what I, my anger was I wanted to march up to the manager and say, that political conversation back there is ticking me off. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely yeah. uh, opposed to what I think. And you need to make sure your young man doesn't speak out. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, oh, yeah. How's that going to, yeah. <laughs> I, as, as an American, also will die for your right to right. be, a, <laughs> to be, be an idiot. Your right to be wrong. <laughs> so I, again, I have to just keep checking. I can't change them. Right. I can only check me and moving on. But yeah. you're right. When our, our, beliefs don't match what we see Mm -hmm. we have to stop and say either i align my um, actions with my beliefs or i change what i believed at one time to be true to follow the actions Mm -hmm. and um and i guess you just have to go you know yeah uh, uh, situation to situation right right and and like Oh man, that kid was lucky. Uh, I know, I know. I've seen you walk up to groups of kids. I've seen it. You've seen it. I've well, seen you it. don't use profane language <laughs> in front of my kids at a park. Um, but I think there's a lot of things that, like, like I was saying, with like with the music stuff, or with, I mean, with podcasting, with any sort of endeavors, there's like there's that hurdle to get through. Yeah. Where I have to look at like the things I do, like procrastinate. You know, or, you know, sure, you know, there's some self-medicating that I, I will, but it's that I get into, but sure. uh, it's, I don't really necessarily, you know, I don't, it, what, one of the things that I was reading about what, one of these ways to counteract these self-sabotaging behaviors mm-hmm. is, is that self-reflection Yeah, to be like, oh, I don't think drinks or whatever are getting in the way of this, but then. I haven't also taken that time to sit down and really to ask myself, yeah. do, is it getting is it? in the way? Am I doing this because, because I know people, I love 
the friends I've made in the music world. Sure. I love it. I, there's people I know that I am like, oh, I, I know for a fact. I don't know for a fact. That's crazy to say. I assume that if this person wasn't so into the idea of the of 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 being out partying, drinking as much, yeah. and and getting into drugs like that, I was like, this person is limitless potential. Yeah, you know. But I, and I I've seen people who are kind of, uh, I in my opinion, stuck in a way because of of those habits. Well, and and I'm many, not judging. I'm not no, judging by but any how many means. of the musical icons. Of the past fifty right. years, the sex, have. drugs, and rock and roll idea. And what was Twenty Seven Club? Right. Okay. And live it, fast, die young. Leave right? a leave a pretty corpse. That's is what it, they say. That is where along the line, you know. Yeah, you know, and that's again, like I don't mean, and I I feel like that even saying it's that blaming, it sounds but, judging, but I, I I really not. It's just one of those things of like I feel like this person could go so sure. far. It's a cautionary tale. Yeah, and I you know, it's just one of those things. I know for myself. And I'll I'll get into it with my goal for this week later, but uh, I think it'd be help to for myself if I really wanted to get over that hurdle of one of these self sabotaging behaviors of mm-hmm. procrastinating, which is for sure my big one. Uh, would be to to make in like in school when we had a, an agenda. Yeah. Like, All right, on Wednesday I'm going to do yeah. this for for the podcast, or yeah. this I'm going to do this for the bands, or like to organize it for myself to to not just be like, oh, I'll keep it all in my mind rattling around and I'll get to it because even this week with the wrestling podcast that I was supposed to do some uh, research that I haven't, that I didn't do. I'll be fine because we're just going to have a good mm-hmm. discussion anyway and luckily there's three other people <laughs> so I can be, <laughs> but like I, it's one of those things where I'm like, if I didn't, that's yeah. I, I self-sabotaged a bit sure. by I'm not going to be coming into that conversation as knowledgeable as I could be if I had Maybe because categorized. Maybe, yeah. Maybe uh, this podcast is getting bigger and more listeners and I'm a little nervous about that or a little bit yeah. too. And, and, you know, it's, yeah, I think, you know, so that it's, it's behavior I can recognize in myself. Sure. Um, some, well, yeah. You know, we were talking about some of the reasons people self sabotage yeah. as well is, um, they want to be in control. Yeah. A desire they need to for be control. In control. So, you know what, even if this, uh, this ship is on fire and it's going down. I'm going to steer it. I'm going to steer mm-hmm. this boat and I'll be in control of it because at least it's my boat. Right. I, I know it. I know what, um, you know, the, uh, so the being in control of your life rather than having somebody else do it to me, mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it to myself. Yeah. And then we talked a little about the uh, imposter syndrome. Yeah. The perceived fraudulence. Ooh. Yeah. Be like, I'm not supposed to be here, so I'm not going to show up. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And then, you know, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit more too, but that's where like the self-talk, practicing positive self-talk can really push us through that because I think there's a part of us that I, I hope there's a, at least a whisper that's like, no, I do belong here. Yeah. I do belong. I yeah. do deserve success. Well, and even, even if I don't know it yet, I can learn it. Yeah. I don't have to be perfect today. Yeah, I have the disposition of a learner to do this job, and so not feeling like you have to be perfect. Yeah, right. But there's a big gap between perfect and not deserving. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Some of the reasons people also sabotage, I think, um, they already assume because of their negative self-talk that they're a failure. Um, so, or I'm not even worthy of of this great woman or man loving me not mm-hmm. i'm not worthy of them at all so you do stuff that sabotage you know uh, learning um yeah of course i 
oh, oh, and being in the education group. Yeah, of course I failed the test. I didn't even study. Yeah. I mean, that could be said to you by a, a kid in fourth grade. Right, right. I don't care. I didn't even study. I don't know. I failed it. And what do you say back to them? But but what they're really saying is, I was afraid I wouldn't understand. So I didn't study because right. I didn't want to think I knew it and then And then, and be then proven, fail. prove myself wrong. Or I feel that I'm not worthy of love. So they can't, they can't say that. So they say, yeah, you know, I work you know, uh, 80 hours a week. How can I possibly have a good relationship? Of course she left me. I was never around. You sabotage a relationship because you don't feel worthy of it. So you almost uh, make yourself not worthy of it. Right, right. Self-fulfilling prophecies. Self-fulfilling prophecies. For sure. I mean, absolutely. And I, I, for myself too, I, something I can recognize in my own life that I think there's issues where the sort of self-sabotaging behavior for myself will in turn, give me a lower feeling of self-worth. And then it's like, it becomes this thing of like, if I can't even show up for, for me, if I yeah. can't show up in my life, then I'm also not really going to be showing up for other people. Right. And it affects friendships. And luckily, as I've been actually finding out, you know, that a lot of those fears I had of, of friendships that I haven't really been there for, like actually are totally still there, yeah. you know? But I have this fear of like, oh, I've already totally screwed it. Why should I ask them to hang out? I've totally blown it already yeah. with our friendship. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. And it it can have those negative repercussions for sure, you know, but... But it, what you can also miss is some really cool, um, you know, getting back togethers again. You know, those times when you, like your friends, you all got back together after mm-hmm. five years and had a great night what if you just had avoided it? You would have missed the understanding and the the, the feeling of these yeah. people are great I still think and they think I'm great still. That's like the control thing where it's like, I know if I stay home, I can control my evening. I yeah. can control how my dogs feel with me. I'll go play ball with them yeah. and they'll love me and that's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, and then I won't have to go to this event where maybe I don't, I, I don't know that the outcome's going to be. And I, you know... But to push past that and then go and then have the experience that I had there, it was like, yeah, it was one of those things where I'm like, I am so, so glad that I I went and did that. Um, one of the other things that we can do to sort of put push past this, right. this some of this behavior, I mean, is to I guess one of the things we can do to change the pattern of behavior because mm-hmm. that's really what it comes down to is is creating a new pattern, creating a new way of going. Like um, I love the idea of, of, of making music and art on my own as well. But uh, I'll get really bogged down with all the reasons like why I, Oh, don't, I shouldn't even just go. I'll just stay out of the the music room and I won't do it. You know, um, one of the big things to change that behavior is identify the root cause of that. Identify where is this coming from? And a lot of times it seems like it's really correlating to our idea of self-worth. And then from there to be like, which I don't feel like I have a low sense of self-worth, but I sometimes can count myself short or, mm-hmm. or you know, sure. one of those things. And sometimes we'll do this thing of to count, to like overcompensate for that. We'll set really high goals. Yeah. If it's yeah. like, I'm going to lose a hundred pounds yeah. like this year. Yeah. It's it's before my birthday. Right. Like yeah. I'm going to set this high goal. Yeah. And then like that can really just can really repeat the cycle, yeah. you know, like overcompensate or like I'm going to write, a song a week now. Like I'm going to, I'm going to really get in there and grind it out because that's what I have to do to overcome this. But really for myself, it's like, no, I should, I should really jot down my time. I should really kind of keep an eye on my schedule. See when I have like free time or, 
or organize the time that I have when I am making music mm-hmm. so that I'm using that time more efficiently. Right. Right. Put it uh, on your list. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so identifying that cause of like, you know, what, why am I not going in there? And the, you know, there's all these reasons uh, that you think it's like, oh, it's just so much work. It's too much to do, blah, 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 anything. You know, if I can identify why I'm not going in to make that music, I can work on what I can do to then change yeah. that behavior and actually go do it. Matt, you bring up something that's causing me pain. Oh, no. No, I'm thinking about, this is going to have to be a goal this week, but putting it briefly, my 40th year at, um, high school reunions coming up yeah in weeks and i've done nothing to register i've done nothing to put in my bio for the booklet nothing and and i want to go but yeah. you know what i'm thinking all these other people know each other so well all these other people remember each other so well i won't even know their names because i bet i forgot what they look like how am I, 40 years later what am i going to say i even did you know i I am so, and then I've been putting it off. I've been procrastinating. Yeah. I will, I'll wait until I have a whole morning just to sit down and just, just like knock it all out in one, one sitting. Yeah. I'll wait for, oh Lord, I'm just like, it's just hitting me. Like, I feel like crap. I'm going to go to my u- reunion. Yeah. But I don't want to go being the one girl that didn't register and has to <laughs> yeah. stand back because there's not a chair, you know? Yeah. I'll, I'll figure it out. But yeah, you're ta- you're you're speaking my language right now. It's like, oh man. Yeah. Well, and like and but like you were saying that too. Like that's so much and not you know, it it's natural, but that's so much negative self-talk. Yeah. Oh, they're all still friends. They all even I bet they all know exactly they what's going on. They probably have sent Christmas cards to each other for 40 years <laughs> yeah, now. And then right? I'm going to be the girl who walks in and they think, "What what did she was she in our class?" <laughs> yeah. You know? And it's like, was but she with the caterer? Yeah, but I'm sure there's some like and then we don't have to do it as an exercise or anything, but I mean, I'm sure there's positive ways to talk that you could totally spin that around too, to be like, oh man, I haven't seen so-and-so in forever. I think it'd be awesome yeah, to, I'm to the see the girl them. who would have given up on Garth Brooks. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. this is, this is going to be a stretch for me. Yeah, but that's you know, a good goal. I would hate to go. I, I don't want to go. Yeah. Because it's 40 years later. And I didn't go to the 10th year or the 20th. Mm. So, I mean, because of my uh, probably sabotaging it every year. Yeah. Well, I think me and a bunch of listeners are going to not want you to do that this year. Mm, you know. I think that's a good goal. Well, and, you know. It, that's why I'm thinking I'm, I'm gotta, I got to get on something. Yeah, but I think. But can I tell you, this is hard. This is not easy because I'm working against something in my, my, uh, psyche my you know right, self right. in my own self that is telling me really you don't need to do this to yourself you don't need to you could sit back and yeah. just or be out of town or you could stay home and you could have a good night with the dogs watch a movie I know. it would be nice I know. but so i come into that that's where i was at with let that going to yeah. that thing last night of being like i could do that but i know my head the whole night i would be thinking i should have gone i should have gone i, I should have gone i know and then i i could see it already the negative spiral i would put myself in and uh, nobody likes a bad time more than me you know right, right. if there's I'll, a you'll, bad, you'll sit right in it if there's a bad thing going on <laughs> i am so in yeah because <laughs> I, then i sit back and i just watch body language and yeah. have a great time so we'll, well see yeah I, and for me and like the stuff with making music any of that i really truly when i was reading about 
ways to sort of change those patterns of behavior, that idea of taking time to really dig out the root of why I don't, why I feel that insecurity or something uh, is like kind of put it. Once you shine a light on it, it's like, now I can deal with it. Kind of like with the taxes. It's like, now that I know what I'm dealing with, I can deal with it. Right. Right. But you know, I don't know. That, that is big, well, though. And that's, you know, one of the things, one of people's uh, worst fears is public speaking. But one of the tricks is you go up there and say, well, now I'm living out my worst nightmare yeah. because this is hard for me. And when you give away your fear and just say, now we all know it, mm-hmm. you, I own it, you've got it, you move on. It's yeah. um, neutralized in a way. So you just, um, you have, it, admit it, it's not, it's why I'm feeling like this is my worst nightmare, but it doesn't mean it has to be. Right, right. And then, you know, sometimes, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes when we face those things that sure. were our worst nightmare, we come out of it being like, well, okay, at yeah. least. Well, people know, people who know me, or people who, who I, I got friends who will say, you look like, you make it look easy. Mm-hmm. You make it look like you're handling everything. You make it seem like you got it. And... Um, and my my friends know that that just isn't always the case. And my um, sometimes you just have to put it out there of boy, this is yeah. not you know the first meeting I had with the accountant was yeah I don't want to be here uh-huh. yeah well that was my first meeting with the guy on <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. even want to be here but um, yeah. yeah and like back in the to the um, what we were talking about last week too. And just cause now I'm thinking about what you're saying about your reunion. It's like, I bet there, I bet almost everybody that you graduated is feeling that same feeling of like, why do I, why should I go? I probably, the, they're probably like, I'm the last person to register. I'm sure, you know, like mm-hmm. I bet there's so many people saying that exact same thing. Yeah. You know, and it's a total, it's a total hurdle. Yeah. It is one of those things that like, and it, it's, I, I could know. have our own dealing with it table in the corner of all of you who would rather. Oh yeah, be you should take the home. little. Yeah, you should take the uh, the uh, the portable recorder with you. <laughs> I, I will. I, okay. I, I, maybe, yeah, maybe. that'd be cool. Hey, I'm doing a little podcast yeah. here. This is how I'm going to. Did you really yeah. want to come? <laughs> yeah. Right. How much did you want to stay home tonight <laughs> on a scale of one to ten? I know. I would love that. That would uh, be so funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we should get in our goals, but I think we kind of already said I'm gonna. I know my goal is going to be to organize my time i'm gonna put i'm gonna create a visual schedule that i can look at and find the actual time to prioritize um the the things i need to do for not just the bands or the the podcast but mm-hmm. to hopefully open myself up to also making time for other people making time for myself that i'm not spending worrying about the things i need to get done yeah uh so my goal is to kind of get a visual representation of my schedule and uh and report back on on if that makes me feel any different which i think it will i think it will i think that's awesome yeah um so uh, my goal for next week will just be i want to be aware of when i am Mm self-sabotaging try to get to the bottom of the motivation for it which will generally be fear yeah and I am going to get on my reunion stuff. So cool. my next week goal, I will report on that. But I think, um, you know, the, the short-term thing would be reunion stuff. But the bigger thing is maybe I'm doing this all the time. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I just want to be more thoughtful about self-sabotage and why. Same here. Same here. I've loved having this conversation with you, Mom. This has been really good. You too, Matthew. Yeah. And we are so seriously thankful 
to to any of you listening to this. It, yeah. That's it's just so cool. It is so cool. We love when we get emails from you, and you we would encourage you to reach out to us at dealingwithitpod at gmail um, Any stories of your own with self sabotage, or any any tips that you might or if have? You're, if you're with the class of seventy nine, <laughs> yeah. How much do you not want to go to the reunion? <laughs> Um, yeah. And if you enjoyed this podcast, um, I would really, really recommend you check out the eavesdrop podcast yeah. network. Uh, it's tons of, there's so many shows on it now, uh, including the genuine wrestle boys. Yeah. If you enjoy my voice and, um, the voice of other people talking about professional wrestling. Well, I know uh, I drank somebody's wine from this network a couple weeks ago, <laughs> yeah. and, but I now know somebody's in my tissues. So I think we're even even stevens yeah I like um it. yeah there, there's a ton of great shows on on the network i would recommend uh you check it out see what see what fits Absolutely. for you um and you could check that out at ease-drop.com um or anywhere on social media but um and you can find us on social media if you just type in dealing with it on instagram facebook or twitter uh we're on there and uh you know we'll keep updated about you know when episodes are, are dropping and just kind of some fun stuff but uh, we just really, really sincerely appreciate you listening. Uh, it really means the world. Yeah. Um, but that is it for this week. So we will catch up with you next Until week. Until then, let's just keep dealing, dealing with it. it.